Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> Delicious. Ah. Today is Tuesday, December 13th. Um, steadfast listeners slash people who listened yesterday will be delighted to know that I got my nails done. If you're on video, you can see they are sparkly deep red. Despite the uh, the crisis of my nail gal having an actual life, um, she had a death in the family, it turns out, and she had to fly. Uh, she was like on her way to the airport. So thinking good thoughts for her, and I felt incredibly selfish and terrible dressing it up as being considerate of her because of course this is two weeks before Christmas which is a frenzied time for all of the um, personal grooming people I mean this is just like slam time for them and so she always complains about how difficult it is you know because people are calling you know, oh can I get in and all this so I texted her back after saying my initial response which was the generous oh no I hope everything's okay and then I kept thinking and thinking about it, how my nails were such a wreck and all of this. And I texted her and I said, do you think I could, maybe I should call Norma and see if she can get me. And Norma is the daughter of one of the other nail gals who has started, you know, just building her clientele and all of this. Um, and I said, and that way I could save you a reschedule. <laughs> have to try to fit me in. That's how I dressed it up as being considerate of her. Um, and she replied immediately and gave me Norma's number and said, text her. So, and Norma said she could get me in at two o'clock yesterday. So my nut tails, my tails, my tail is also done. Um, but my nails and toes are done now and I feel much better despite other people's personal emergencies. What I, there's so much of it going around. Doesn't it seem like, uh, and Norma was delightful. She did a great job. And it turned out that she took on several of Ruby's clients yesterday. So I'm glad I am not the only one who responded with, but what about me? What about my nails? Ah, alas. It's funny because I was upset with my mother many, many years ago uh, because David and I had tickets to go see Aerosmith at Red Rocks. Um, right? Amazing, huh? And David got called out of town for work, um, a fish health emergency. And he was the state fish pathologist for Wyoming at the time. So, I mean, it really was a fish health emergency. And none of my friends could go with me, everybody, because it was last minute. I mean, it was like that day. And, so, and I called my mom and I said, do you want to go to the Aerosmith concert with me? And she said, well, I have a nail appointment. <laughs> And I was scornful, scornful and scathing. And at that time, my mom was like getting the acrylic nails with like the full set and everything. And, and I was like, well, reschedule. And she said, I can't. If, if I cancel the appointment, I can't reschedule. She also did not know who Aerosmith was and later uh, did say that had she realized who Aerosmith was, that she would have canceled and gone with me. But now, as is inevitable for all of us, I have become my mother, and it's not true. I could, I could survive with. I would cancel my nail appointment to go see Aerosmith if she could get me in at a different time. 
anyway you're not here for discussions of manicures well maybe you are uh, as i often say the um, theme here at first cup of coffee is esoteric and ever-changing so uh, you never know what you're gonna get uh, I do appreciate those of you who reached out to me after yesterday's podcast. I didn't mean to do like a donor podcast. I guess I was just um, thinking about things. Uh, I, w- I may start journaling about the living with Parkinson's thing. Uh, I, you know, I always think of um, Jason Siegel. <laughs> I promise this transition I, I, if were I writing it, I would fix that transition, but I promise you this will go somewhere. Um, that he said, uh, you know, the scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall when Kristen Bell comes home and he's naked and he's like, I've got something for you. And she um, breaks up with him. And that turns out that that was based on something from his real life, that uh, his girlfriend broke up with him while he was naked. And he said that the whole time where he was being devastated and so upset that she was dumping him and that he was naked while she was dumping him, that he was also thinking, this is great material. And there is an aspect to that of being a writer, maybe of any creative, that when you are going through something, traumatic or extraordinary in your life that there is this part of you that stands back and thinks this is great material (laughs) so i don't know um i i'm i you all are hearing me going back and forth on this why don't i feel like i have enough time uh that i feel like i should have more time than i feel i have and that i could be more productive with my days um And one of you who reached out suggested maybe I need to step away. I don't need to step away because I did step away. I spent a week in Kauai um, mostly thinking about the book and not doing much else. And I didn't do a lot over Thanksgiving. This is the time for me to lean in for want of a better term, which really that's not a very good one, is it? So um, now I want to try to get more more focused and I like the idea of I don't think I want to podcast this stuff I think I want to might be easier if I podcast it I'm thinking it through Uh, maybe I want to blog it uh, or journal it and and that might be the thing to do and then later I can put it together into my Joan Didion-esque memoir back to my memoir writing roots so um so so far today (laughs) i'm feeling good today and so yeah sorry if i was like a downer yesterday i do try not to be a downer and i appreciate the loving thoughts on that sometimes it's difficult um i'm gonna go see my hairstylist today see tis the season and he is no doubt going to yell at me for um, letting my hair bleach out in Hawaii, but I have no regrets. Uh, Bandits went well yesterday. I didn't get a lot of words on it. In fact, I don't even know how many words I got, but it felt like a productive three hours on it. I have been revising. I've been doing some world building. And oh, look, I made a note for myself today. 
Oh, I was going to talk about this anyway. Miraculously, I remembered. Um, yeah, I only added like 600 words yesterday, but I, I'm digging into the world building more. And so I'm going to try to talk about that today because I often get asked about world building and I feel like I don't always have good answers, at least for how I do it in the moment. Um, and I think it's maybe like some people have a really, really elaborate world building process and mine, I always feel like, well, true to trademark. I, I make it up as I go along. Um, I pants everything about my life. People, uh, we could also say that I am an intuitive and a Taoist and I find the flow of the Tao and go with that. Which sounds better. Uh, so I do do my workshop on world building from a character driven perspective, which helped me codify some of my thoughts on world building. Uh, and I gave it at world fantasy. I think I told you all that, that I am, um, well, those of you who listen often, I did that, uh, virtual, uh, workshop before the conference and then like flew to New Orleans the next day for the in-person convention, which was an interesting way to do it. When you do these virtual workshops, it's a lot like this podcast. I'm just like looking at my own freaking face and I have no idea uh, what kind of response there is, except then like getting chat questions after, but flying to the convention the next day, then people were coming up to me and saying, Oh, I took that workshop and it was really great. So that was fun. I assume the people who hated it and thought it was worthless just kindly did not come up to me, but the ones who liked it came up and said something and we had conversations about it. So yesterday I started hitting some stuff where I, the world had, so I've written like 12,000 words on this and the world has started to crystallize in my mind. And this is like, this is how we do it. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? I've been watching too many um, Gen X reels. <laughs> so, but it is, it's, I think that's partly why I tried to codify how I do world building from a character driven perspective, because I just, I always start with character first. Um, even though this book, technically maybe I started with premise. Um, which is highly unusual for me because I'm doing this um, famous movie set in a secondary fantasy world. Unnamed famous movie. Sorry, Laura Darnell. And, but right away I went to character. Um, once I had that premise, then I went to character and I'm working through character to, to do this. And, and I seem to need to, ride around in my character's heads and discover the world through them in order to figure it out. If I sit down and try to brainstorm the world or do all these things, no, it doesn't work. So even though in that workshop, I do codify it, I, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. There, that's better. Um, so even though there are these logical ways I go about it, the ways that I try to encode, like touching through different things about what, what drive worlds, what make worlds and societies go. 
um, in some ways it's, I'm still intuitive, right? I can't escape the intuitive thing. So at this point in the book, and this is why I've gone back to revise from the beginning, because I understand more about the world now and I'm solidifying it. <clears throat> I also have like sinus things going on. <laughs> it's like coming back from Kauai, I'd like, my sinuses are rebelling against the Santa Fe dryness. So, okay, I'm, I'm trying to pull my thoughts together on this. So what I discovered writing yesterday is that, so this book is going to have Faye in it. Um, and there is going to be an aspect of fairyland in it. And it's, so you're getting all kinds of details. And the Feyland, I think there might be more than one Feyland. And so the thing that I'm struggling with, struggling with, the thing that is consuming me at this point is nomenclature, is deciding how to name the Feylands. And so I asked um, a couple of friends yesterday for ideas. I was even considering, and for those of you who know me well, you know what a stretch this is. I was even considering going Tolkien-esque with it. I know, I know. I don't think I will, but I was. I'm, it's still on the table. It might be off to the side on the table, but it's on the table. So this morning, I nobody was giving me a satisfactory answer. Damn them. What kind of friends are they anyway? Uh, which is also part of my process where I will be devil everyone I know uh, for weeks, days or weeks, uh, making them come up with ideas for me until I finally hit upon the thing that works, at which point I will hug them and praise them lavishly and they will point out that what I settled on had nothing to do with anything they suggested. What can I say? So. The thing about Google is it's miraculous in that you can get instant answers. We have ended dinner table arguments forever because you can get instant answers to everything, but it's some of it's very accurate. And I know, I know the tech bros and hoes girls, <laughs> sorry, I'm sure you're not. Uh, the tech people work very, very hard to give us good search results, right? But a lot of it is utter shit, right? Once you get like past the immediate answer, it's really hard to get something like Googling names for fairyland. You get this horseshit load of lists, you know, the top 10 names for fantasy lands and fairyland name generator. And I know a lot of you love to use name generators, but I don't like things that are nonsense. I want it to be rooted in something, even if it is someone like Tolkien, um, who I have utter respect for as a writer. I just think, I just get annoyed that Tolkien is treated as the be all and end all of fantasy. Um, but if I want to dig, it, dig into like actual folklore, Google is shit, right? So I had to go to Gasp paper books. So this morning I woke up thinking about this problem, um, which is good, actually. That's a good sign. That means I'm digging into the project. And so I came into my bookshelf where I keep all of my, um, you know, 
classical books on, you know, all of my fairy tales and I've, I've collected all sorts of books on old legends, preferably the older, the better. And they have been rearranged. So I love my cleaning ladies. I value them immensely. It drives me crazy that they rearrange my books and I end up like digging through this pile of like, they, people, reader, they mix genres. Okay. I've got Nora Roberts stacked in there with the Ireland reader. And it's just, I'm looking at it now. And so I did find some of the books I wanted, but, um, I was complaining about this to one of my friends who I was asking for ideas and saying that I was um, feeling this morning like the stereotypical movie genius uh, crazed writer, probably not that brilliant, but throwing books about and muttering about people touching my stuff. And he said, he said it would drive him absolutely crazy if somebody rearranged his books. And I'm like, I know it's awful, but what can I say? And he says, well, hmm, let me think. Please don't rearrange my books. <laughs> it's like, so I just wrote back cute input appreciated. So I dug out my book of Yates, Fairy and Folk Tales of Ireland. I don't know if I'm going to use it. I also pulled out um, Celtic Myths and Legends. I might pull out some other things. The thing about the really old books is they're not indexed. So that's the rabbit hole. If you have to sit there and read for a long time, um, it it's great. It's fun. It's also a rabbit hole that doesn't count as writing. So those of you who have listened to me for a long time know that one of my mantras is only writing counts as writing. But I might pick up some reading for like set down some of the fiction. I was reading a Christmas romance by Lisa Kleypas, um, which I don't think I have here in the room or I would show it to you all. Uh, it's like a season for love. It's two of her Christmas novellas. And so I read um, a wallflower Christmas and it was okay. Um, I discovered I love Lisa Kleypas. Uh, this was just not satisfying me. Um, I think I was sort of reading it for the Christmas joy and it's now I'm like my brain totally wants to delve into um, different iterations of imaginary realms, especially those populated by Fae and what they might be called. So <laughs> clearly I'm going on an academic read. If any of you have suggestions for books that I can read or sources, I would love to hear them. Uh, a lot of my stuff is Celtic. I don't have to do Celtic, although I feel like that's a heritage I can access without appropriating. Let's not talk about the guy on the panel at the Dublin Worldcon who told me that since I'm part of the Irish diaspora, I have lost, I forfeited my right to Celtic mythology. I've talked about that before on here. Whatever, whatever, dude. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, feeling fired up about it anyway, so that's good. So I'm going to get to work. I uh, hope that you all have a fabulous Tuesday and yeah, send those suggestions. You all take care and I will talk to you on Thursday. Bye-bye.